Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird if Brupolo was in Greenwood. We'll stick with some of the bigger towns here in our our, our, our Greenwood actually listed as a city, so we'll, we'll give it the credit it deserves. My wife's uh, my wife originally from the fine city of Greenwood. Uh, wherever you are in our state, though, if you're a coffee lover, you can get Strange Brew Coffee each and every day of the week of your life. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. College Corner, they've got everything you're looking for right now, and if they don't have it, they're getting it back in. They are they are having to reload. You guys did a great job getting them, uh, getting everything from them this holiday season. We appreciate that, and of course, they're going to be very soon having all the stuff you're looking for back: the black and white state hoodies, ReliQuest Bowl T-shirts, the Mike Leach jerseys, the pirate flags, everything you need, and of course. You know, as we get closer to the start of the twenty third, you know, this is January. I'm going to let you guys, you know, I'm going to let you on the off the hook for a little while. When we get closer to the football season, it's going to be time to start start getting some new gear. Brand uh, a totally new era of MSU football about to start. We're going to talk about that today. Get some new gear to go with it at College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starville's flagship restaurant. When you're looking for a, it's the best lunch in town. If you're telling me, Brian, we're going to lunch, I'm paying, you can pick. I'm, I'm picking Restaurant Tyler 99% of the time. Catfish, fried chicken, fried pork. I mean, it's just great southern food. And then they turn the way they turn around from that, they go from this great southern country cooking in the afternoon to the refined fine dining at night. It's just fun. It's just, it's just cool to have a restaurant that can do that. You know, they talk about get you a man that can do both. Ty Tim's is that man. Simple as that. So, looking for a great lunch, you're looking for a fine dinner, Restaurant Tyler is the place to go. Let's start with football today because the rumor mill is working overtime uh, here at uh, in Starkville. Let's start with the, 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 the big rumor, and that is that Mississippi State has made a substantial offer to Arkansas offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles an attempt to bring him in as the new offensive coordinator at Mississippi State. First off, you know, looking at the message boards, I feel like it's about 80-20 in favor of this. There, there's a vocal 20%. Those are people whose football opinions I don't respect very much. Those are people who, uh, well, I, at least half of them are trolls, and the other half are just whatever. Browse has been a successful coordinator basically every stop he's had. He's a guy who, who does the most important thing in the world to me as a coach, and that is he adapts to his personnel. You know, 
there's obviously a ton of rumor, a ton of smoke going around that he would come and bring K.J. Jefferson. And if that's the case, so be it. I don't know how that would play out with Will Rogers. I assume Will Rogers would not be long for the transfer portal at that point. But if that's the case, we know that K.J. Jefferson can be successful and be explosive in this offense. But if that doesn't happen, and, he, and Will Rogers is still the quarterback here, I have no doubt in my mind that K- Kendall Browse can call plays and and do things offensively and scheme to make Will Rogers a successful quarterback, which he already is. So that's the that's the best part is that there, if you get a guy like Bryles, I feel like whoever your quarterback is, you're going to be more successful. You're going to use the running game more, which will open up things in the passing game for Will Rogers. Simple as that. Simple as that. You're going to bring a tight end in, which will allow you to. You know, offer some more protection, offer a safety blanket, some short throws. It just, it just, it just works. Um, and I, and honestly, there's something to the idea of Mississippi State being able to poach a offensive coordinator from a, a school. I mean, you know, is it a lateral move? I, I, however you want to look at that, you don't want to quote Dan Mullen on that, but to go over to Arkansas and pinch one of their coordinators. And, and say, we're going to pay you more money, and we're going to give you more freedom, that's a statement. That's a statement by Mississippi State. That's a statement by Zach Arnett, specifically by, by Mississippi State, because now they're saying we're, 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 going to, we're going to be pot committed at this point. We're going to pay our coordinators big money, or at least one of them. Matt Brock probably not going to get a huge contract. First-time defensive coordinator, he's already on staff. That's just the way of the world. But for Bryles, who's already making 1.2, I mean, you got to assume it's at least 1.5. And it could be 1.7 or it could be 2. You can pay Arnett and Bryles 3.5 and 2, and that's exactly what you were paying Leach last year. You're not even spending an extra dime. And you're getting two coaches there. So I'm interested. I'm intrigued by Kendall Bryles. I I liked Arkansas these past two years. You know, I think if KJ had stayed healthy – they probably would have would have won at least one more game in the regular season, maybe two. Um, I don't think they would have won here in Starkville. I've said that before because I just don't think that they, they defensively they could stop Mississippi State that day. KJ might have been able to make that game closer. But State was going to get their points that day, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, we, we forget that you know they were a doinked field goal away from beating Texas A and M. And defensively, that team was just not good this year. You know, they didn't lose the games they lost for the most part. They didn't lose because of their offense. So I'm, I'm interested by Bryles. I'm, I'm excited. That's a name I did, I would never have expected. You know, when they started throwing names out early in this, you know, the first wave of names were all heavy air raid guys, real guys right off the leech tree. You know, in some cases, only one one branch removed uh, from him. With 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 uh with with Bryles, not the case at all. Obviously, you know, runs his dad's offense. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. Now, you guys know, and we I know, and, and we all know how these things work, right? We can say that he's been been offered this, offered that. It doesn't matter. Nobody's offered anything until they sign on the dotted line. Um, all the indications and all the rumor mongering leads me to believe that if he's going to make a decision, it's going to be by the end of today, I would think. And so if Browse is not in the boat by five, six o'clock today, maybe we don't, maybe we're not expecting Kendall Browse in Starkville. But 
I, the fact that State has gone out and kind of pushed itself into the middle of the table here and said we're willing to go and poach a, co- a, a, a name coordinator from one of our conference rivals, that's a statement move. And we talked about it a little bit on uh, on Sports Talk Mississippi and we talked about it on this podcast that Mississippi State is – Zach Arnett is going to do everything he can to shed the poor old Mississippi State label. He's not playing by those rules anymore is how I feel. To go out and try to, to snipe Bryles from Arkansas, that's not a, well, 6-6 six and six is about the best we can hope for. That's not that kind of move. That's a, we got talent next year. We need a great coach to coach him up. Let's go get one of the top guys in the country. Let's go get a guy that you know could have had his pick of jobs at any point. So I like it. Who's the next guy, though? Who's plan B? It's kind of funny. It feels like, you know, all those air raid guys, it feels like those names were just kind of floated out there and there was no real knowledge of the truth. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll admit to that on my end anyway. But it was just, you know, they just threw out the, you know, okay, who runs the air raid? Say their names. Browse couldn't, you know, is kind of far away from that. So, not to, and, I feel like I keep having to say this over and over again, but 99% of all offensive coordinators incorporate a good bit of air raid into what they do anyway. Browse is no different. You know, this isn't, you know, he's not running the, the triple option here. He's not going to line up at the wishbone. You know, the, there'll still be a, a, a good, you know, probably a little closer to 60-40 passing, if I had to guess, or 60-40 running, if I had to guess. But honestly, I mean, that's... You know, State this year was probably you know, at times when they were best with 60-40 passing. So if you can be closer to 50-50, you know, I think you're fine. But you got to remember with Arkansas, the reason they run the ball so much, they have a quarterback running the ball. Mississippi State, especially if you keep Will Rogers, doesn't have that. So you have to look back at some of maybe his earlier days uh, to find some offenses that were a little closer to 50-50. At Houston, he was. At Florida State, he was. A little closer to 50-50. But when you don't have a mobile quarterback, you got to you got to work around that. You know, those are that's probably a couple hundred plays that you're not going to call runs. Yeah, you because know, you you're not going to give your tailbacks an extra two hundred carries. So I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if this is actually going to be the way that it works out uh, for Mississippi State. I don't know. I don't feel like it's a a, a money grab either. Because I don't feel like there's any leverage for Bryles. You know, I, I feel like Mississippi State has probably made its best offer and w- as, is not going to come back to the bargain table and say, okay, well, we can do this. I think it's going to be like it, 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 sort of a take it or leave it kind of thing. Arnett doesn't strike me as much of a negotiator, does he? You, you trying to negotiate with Zach Arnett? All right, $2 million. Well, what about two point five? All right, one point five. How about that? How do you feel now? You feel better or worse? I took money away. That's what Arnett would do. Especially from Robbie. By the way, shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Dear Old State, who said that Zach Arnett's going to treat Robbie the way Charles Minor treated Jim Halpert in the office. Perfect. Absolutely perfect analogy. I feel like I should play the role of Dwight Schrute in that and try to antagonize uh, as that relationship as much as I can. Uh, I feel like that might be the best course of action for me, just because it'll be funny. 
it's kind of funny. It's, it's sort of the opposite. Like you would think it would be the other way around that Jim is doing it because it's funny. Because Dwight doesn't do things because they're funny. But I'm going to do this because it's funny. So every chance I get to needle uh, Robbie, I will I will take full advantage of that. So just surprised, just surprised to hear the name Kendall Bryles with this uh, with this particular hire. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it takes us. Then on the, uh, you know, that's the comings, I guess. Let's look at the goings. Uh, Braden Locke uh, has hit the transfer portal. Uh, quarterback, you know, is part of the, the last signing class. Or, I'm sorry, the 2021 class. Uh, is that right? Yeah, no, 22, 22 class. He was a true freshman this year. I had heard a lot of good stuff about Braden Locke coming out of the fall. That he was, you know, really lighting it up when they would allow the true freshman to play in the Thursday night practices and things like that. Um, and, and he was a guy who I thought could provide that dimension of mobility that Rodgers doesn't have and that Robertson really hasn't shown yet. But, you know, I, I get it. He, he came here to run an air raid-style offense. It appears Mississippi State is getting away from running a air raid-style offense or a true air raid. And so he wants to, to, you know, move on and find another spot. You know, right off the top of my head, Texas Tech, you know, kid, Texas kid, makes sense to go back to Texas. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up there, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So that means Mississippi State's quarterback room as it stands right now is Will Rogers, Sawyer Robertson, and then the incoming freshman, Chris Parson. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens with Robertson. This spring, because I feel like if he can't beat out Rodgers, and I don't, I wouldn't expect him to. You know, are you is he really going to stay on the, on the bench? Especially when he was kind of adamant in his recruitment that you know Mike Leach was kind was sort of his idol, that he wanted to play for Mike Leach. Mike Leach is now gone. Do you want to stick around? You know, when you know you could probably go back to Texas, find a place there, and 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 you know get back on the field a little quicker. I don't know the answer to that question. So. Robertson hasn't made a move yet as, 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 as it stands. So we'll see what happens with him. But obviously it's something to monitor. It's obviously something to look at. Um, and the thing is, you know, this is, this is the portal era. Uh, when there's new coaches, when there's coaching changes, you're going to have attrition. But you're also going to be able to easily get those players back. For every player you lose, you just go back in the portal and grab another one. You know, and that's what Mississippi State's going to do. They're going to go out and they're going to they're going to find players. You know, once this coaching staff is hired and once everybody settled in, you'll start seeing guys come in from the portal. But on the offensive side, particularly, uh, you know, they need to find a kicker. They offered one today. Uh, what was his name? Lee? Cole Becker was that his name? Yeah, Cole Becker from Colorado. Maybe I'm just automatically a negative person. You know, and I hate to be that way, but uh, my first thought when I saw he was from Colorado was, "Well, is the, is the altitude an issue there? Because you know, you go, to, you cook, you kick in Colorado, you got a little extra oomph behind those balls. Is that going to be okay in the thick Mississippi humidity? I don't know. So we'll see if Mississippi State's able to land him. He's obviously picking up some offers. He just went in the portal uh, a day or two ago. So we'll see if that's that's the case or not. But State's got to find a kicker. They need to find you know." Couple other guys. They're, they're still waiting to hear from Western Kentucky offensive lineman Gunner Britton. That's a guy who, you know, maybe his decision's a little more up in the air now because Mississippi State not running an air raid system anymore. 
So maybe that's a situation where he thinks, you know, he wants to look elsewhere. He sees what happened to his teammate Mason Brooks from a season ago. Didn't go to an air raid school, went to Ole Miss, and couldn't get on the field. So I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I expect once this coaching staff is made and put into effect, and honestly, I think that's going to be done a little, a little pretty quickly. I think because you've got to get your, your transfer situation settled out, you've got, what, 14 days until school starts back up, I think this is the case, something like that. So, you, you know, you got to get these guys here enrolled and ready to go for classes. you got to get them on campus. You're going to have to start making these decisions. So I expect State, you know, to have this all settled, you know, within the next seven days, I would think. You know, that might be a long seven days. Never forget that Mike Leach wasn't hired until January the 9th. So that was you talking about he hired a coach and then he had to get the whole staff done after that. A little different era wasn't the the freewheeling transfer transfer portal era we have right now. But even that late in the month they were able to get things done. So just you know be patient, you know. Don't 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 worry. We will, I, when I start to worry, I will let you know. I'm not going to be worrying anytime soon though. I expect I expect things to get done. Uh, pretty quickly on the, especially in, in terms of the offensive side of the ball. You saw today that Drew Hollingshead is out. One thing I feel comfortable in reporting to you is that Mississippi State is going to get, have one receivers coach. They're not going to have inside and outside anymore. It'll be one receivers coach, and that guy will be responsible for his room. I do believe Mississippi State will have a tight ends coach coming on staff, and that's something else they got to go in the portal for too, because they don't really have any of those. I think Antonio Harmon is a guy who could be a tight end. He's certainly got the big frame for it. But you got to have to go out and find a couple of guys. Looking at recruiting rankings today, Arkansas signed two four-star tight ends, the number nine and ten tight ends in the country. I wonder if they would might you know if either of them would be interested in coming at letting getting out of their uh, NLI and and maybe making the move to Mississippi State with Browse. I don't know the answer to that question. That's just pure speculation on my part. But it's something I thought was worth uh, having a look at. So, lot lot of moving parts for Mississippi State right now. But I expect things to start, you know, grinding themselves into place over the next, you know, four to five days, so that you can start putting the finishing touches on your transfer class, and then start preparing yourself. You know, you, you have your, your your spring conditioning, and that'll lead into spring practice, and then we're off and running. Then it's then it's you know the Zach Arnett is is the Zach Arnett era is fully and truly uh, underway. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, it's going to be a little chilly outside. That's no big deal. You just put on a pullover. Maybe you got one from College Corner. Maybe you got one from the Rogue. Fire up the grill. Get those coals good and hot. You throw you a couple steaks on there, and boom, you're warm while you cook. And then you're feeling great when you eat because you've got a fantastic cooked steak that you did your way. I love going to a good steakhouse. Don't get me wrong. And I can't get the... My cousin Steve and I talk about this all the time. I can't get the quality of meat at the grocery store that these guys get at the restaurants. You can't do it. It's tough. But I can make a steak the way I want it at home, and it tastes perfectly good. And steak's a good value, man. It's it's really... I mean, the prices of everything these days, if you're going to spend big money, you're going to spend it on chicken or steak. I mean, it feels like a pretty easy, pretty easy answer right now. So head to the grocery store, head to your butcher shops, pick up some red meat. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. You know, if you just don't feel like cooking at all, 
there's always two brothers. And man, what a delicious meal that will be. Some of my favorite stuff in town that I love to eat. I, 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 it's crazy of all the great stuff on that on that menu. The, my favorite thing is a chicken dish. I, the chicken chipotle tacos are my favorite thing on the menu. Love them. Smoked chicken, cheddar cheese, chipotle ranch, diced jalapenos. I like to take some of their barbecue sauce and put over the top of that. That's the best taco in town. You know, we got all these Mexican restaurants we like to talk about. The best taco in town is at a barbecue place. But it's not even just a barbecue place. It's the place to find smoked southern soul food. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great services is what every business likes to offer you. Advantage Business Systems delivers it to you. And they have been for 47 years. That is a long time to be in business. And you stay in business that long by taking care of your customers. If you need copiers or printers, laptops, computers, whatever it is, Advantage Business Systems has got you taken care of. And then when you need service on those products, you get to talk to the same guy who made you the sale. You're talking to people you know that you have a relationship with. You're treated like a neighbor and not a number. Call 361-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I mentioned it a second ago. You might need a quarter zip for the weekend. Guess who's got the best ones? Oh, it's the Rogue. It's the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Fantastic-looking polos and quarter zips. Great name brands. The logos you guys want to see, the walking uh, bully, the script state, the, the M over S, and just great, simple, understated maroon and white polos. The best you can get, and some of the best shirts I've seen. So if you're looking for something new, if you're looking for new gear, head over to the Rogue and Jackson or shop at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, Mississippi State basketball, let's do this. Very painful. We've been saying it for you know a while. Like If State doesn't play defense, they don't have a whole lot else to give you. Well, they didn't play great defense, finally, on Tuesday night, and they got run out of the building. 87-53 is the final score from Knoxville, Tennessee, over Mississippi State. Tennessee shot 69.2%. Nice if you're a Tennessee fan, not so much if you're a Bulldog fan. 57%. From the field, they only shot three free throws. They were three for three. Mississippi State, on the other hand, more of the same. 39.6% from the field, 22% from behind the arc, and 7 of 17. They missed 10 free throws tonight. Not that it would have made a huge difference, but still. One of nine from the line in the second half. So they were, what, six of eight in the first half. And then one of nine in the second half. My goodness. Again, I'm not going to overreact. I fully expected State to lose both of these first two games. What matters is what's going to happen on Saturday and then happen after that when they play teams like Georgia and South Carolina and Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. Those are the games that really matter for Mississippi State. they got to win those games. But, man, you, you can't live shooting like this. And I talked about it you know, during – non-conference play. I was like, what is going to happen when they start playing real teams with real athletes and real shooters? And you're seeing that. I mean, Vascovi, four of eight on the night, all of it from three. Uh, Plasvics, Plasvics, I can't pronounce it. Where's Stefan Krajnik? He could help me out here. But he was five of five from the field. I mean, you look at the shooting lines for Tennessee, five of six, five of five, four of eight, five of five, four of seven, four of five, three of five. I mean, everybody's getting the ball in net. And then you look at Mississippi State and you watch them, 
And, I mean, they have so much trouble getting even the easiest buckets. They get the ball in the paint near the rim, and they still can't score. They can't make the easy buckets. They can't make the free throws. What are they doing? You know, you you recruited a guy like Eric Reed to be a shooter. He took two shots tonight. He missed them both. And Tolu Smith, a little better. Nine points on the night. Only two rebounds, though. State was out-rebounded by 15 in this game. Uh, They turned the ball over. Or turnovers. Oh, they that's the th- only 12 turnovers. Tennessee actually had more turnovers, but State couldn't do anything with it. Only 13 points off those 12 turnovers. Big guy on the night was Tyler Stevenson. Good night for him. 15 points on 7 of 10 shooting. And he got his first start, I believe, of the season. He started over Cam Matthews. And, and Jan said after the game, nothing nothing disciplinary or anything like that. Just wanted to change up the rotations, and Stevenson took the, made the most of it. He is a pretty consistent mid-range shooter. He's a guy who likes to shoot that 15 to 18 footer. Um, and I think if you can get him the ball, it can open up some things for Tolu Smith. So they just got to find they got to find some consistency, but they they got to get more from their guards. I mean, Davis and Reed are your starting guards, and they're they're combining for a one of five shooting. I mean, it's great to see Davis with six assists against only one turnover. That's fantastic. But Reed has got to be more of a shooter. He's got to be more involved than that. And then DJ Jeffries, rough night for him. Two of eight shooting, 0 of five from behind the arc. A couple of rebounds. He didn't do much of anything. I mean, this is just a bad game. I thought against Alabama they played okay until you know the last few minutes of the game. This one is bad from start to finish. You know, and now it just becomes a question of flush it and get ready for Saturday. Saturday is the game that's kind of going to determine not only where this team goes this season, in my opinion. But how the fans go with them. I expect a big crowd Saturday. Playing Ole Miss, even with this loss, people are still going to be excited. If you if you do what you're supposed to do and beat an Ole Miss team, that's not any good. They lost by 24 tonight, I think, to Alabama. If you beat them like you should, everybody's going to be excited. Everybody's going to be looking forward to, to, to more games. But if you lose to them the way Howland always did in these first games, all the air is right out of the balloon again. And the stones back down the hill to make the uh, the analogy we've made in the past. I think Christians will have his team ready to play. You know, it's just going to be a question of can they make shots? This game Saturday, I you know, I, I encouraged you to bet the Music City Bowl under. Here's another one. I don't know what the over under number is going to be for Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but bet the under because I if there's more than a hundred combined points in that game. I'll be pretty surprised. I mean, I could honestly see like a 50-45 to 45 kind of a finale there. Neither one of these teams can put the ball in the basket. It's just that State, I think, is better defensively, and they play harder. Ole Miss just doesn't play. And that's, that, that, to me, is make the biggest indictment you can make on a coach is to say your team doesn't play hard. But Ole Miss just doesn't they – don't, they don't put out a ton of – they don't play with a lot of energy, I guess I would say. When I've watched them play, they just – they feel like they're going through the motions. And I think, you know – Part of that is, and, and we're not, we all know that Kermit Davis is in a lot of trouble this year if he doesn't make the NCAA tournament, which he is not on any way, shape, or form on pace to make. So maybe his team knows that. I don't know the answer to that question, but big game Saturday. We will preview it a lot more closely over the next couple of days. We'll get somebody in from the Ole Miss beat uh, to talk about Mississippi State and Ole Miss from the, uh, the Rebel perspective. These next couple of days should be pretty hectic, though. I, you know, I expect some coaching news to start breaking at some point. Hopefully I'll have some to break. Um, and we'll see uh, who's on staff when this is all done. And then from there, you should expect to see some transfers start coming in. So 
these next seven to ten days, you know, there should be as much football news as we would have during the regular season. You know, there'd just be no game in the middle of that. But expect some names to start popping out as far as position coaches go in the next couple of days. Um, and then, you know, see who's remaining on staff here, there, and everywhere. You know, on both sides of the ball. You know, obviously the rumor mill had Jeffrey Phelps possibly out. We'll see if that is indeed the case. I tell you what, you know, everybody's talking about Chad Bumpus, Chad Bumpus, Chad Bumpus for receivers coach. If a defensive spot opens up, you're almost you're almost guaranteed to say you're going to go get Jamar Chaney from Florida and bring him home, and that would be something else, right? To go and get a position coach from Florida and and give him you're doing the same thing, right? You're lateral you're laterally moving everybody around. And I think that would be huge for Mississippi State to have a couple of Mississippi State guys on the staff, young guys who've played, who who you know, and, and for Cheney had a few good years in the NFL to sell recruits on. You know, Bumpus the Mississippi kids, Cheney in, in that Georgia, Florida area that he's gonna have a lot of connections in. That'd be a, a potent duo. If 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 they're if they're indeed moving a defensive coach out, that's probably my first call. I don't know if if if, if I don't know how it would work, but I do think from a recruiting perspective. And if Zach Arnett, if you listen to his his comments the other day from the locker room, players win games, players win games. He must have said it two or three times. He's right. Players win games. You know, I will take my chances with talented players and the coaching staff sort of figuring out how to use them versus having the best te- tactics in the world and not having the guys to pull it off. So we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next few days. All right, guys, Robbie will be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little more football staff stuff, I'm sure, maybe some more basketball, and then we'll get, like I said, we'll get an interview set up uh, sooner rather than later to talk about Mississippi State Ole Miss on the hardwood. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. I'll be back with you on Thursday with Robbie. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.